ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back. And now your hosts, Joe Altman and Max McGuire. Welcome back. Second hour of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Hit that share button if you haven't already. Again, we are running a fax blast campaign today to stop Joe Biden from pushing through H.R. 1, Senate Bill 1. Gotta, gotta mute those alerts. Um, pushing through that legislation pushing through that legislation to change the election laws in all 50 states. They want to do it by abolishing the filibuster or at least eliminating the filibuster so they can push this through. This is the fight. If you've been waiting on the sidelines, waiting for that moment, this is it. If they push this legislation through, there is no coming back. This bill takes everything that the left used to steal states in the 2020 election. I'm talking about not the actual voter fraud. I'm talking about the changes to the election laws that facilitated fraudulent voting. Things like uh, getting rid of voter ID, right? Mass mailouts of, of applications to vote by mail. Universal vote by mail. Counting ballots that you receive after the polls close, up to 10 days after election day. This bill is chock full of terrible, terrible stuff. If it passes, they will federalize the election systems in all 50 states to make it just a Democrat's playground. They can just steal, steal, steal. And if they can't steal it, they have 10 days to to, to trickle in ballots to make up whatever they, the deficit is. So you got to participate in today's Facts Blast. Link is in the description. It's one of the panels on DLive. And if you're on our email list, you will have gotten it. And if you aren't on, aren't on our email list, make sure you sign up. That link is also in the description. So some good news we got to get to. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Ape, the Associated Press, of course, puts this out with a negative headline. Instead of saying the name, he says, Judge agrees to free QAnon believer charged in Capitol riot. Last time I looked at the AP style guide, they did not encourage describing people by their beliefs. That's, that's the reason that terrorists aren't referred to as radical Islamists. But apparently the style guide gets put on the back burner for talking about anyone who happens to be conservative. This is Douglas Jensen. He's been in prison since he was arrested for uh, for the insurrection. The judge, to his credit, a Trump appointee, looked at the case and said, hey, you know what? This guy hasn't done anything violent. There's no reason for him to be in jail. So he has been released. I think he's on house arrest now um, with an ankle monitor. So he's not free, but... At least a little bit of good news that they're starting to uh, to start looking at some of these cases of people people being imprisoned without trial, without doing anything well, violent. Well, they're, they're without some trial, of them without being charged, without trial, without being charged, not doing anything violent. And they're being beaten and abused inside of these court systems. They are political prisoners, and we got to talk about them as if they are. They are not. They are not detainees. They are political prisoners. We are dealing with a very, very, very subverted part of our government that is compromised. And they are weaponizing everything against Christian conservatives and people that are standing up for the rule of law. So, again, I want to make sure that we're really clear. That we're really clear in the fact that we are not dealing with someone that not only didn't do anything violent, they're defining him by a QAnon believer, and they don't even know if he's a QAnon believer. But they want to slander him and then in hopes that, oh, this guy can't do anything about it. They've completely broken him down, and they're going to continue to just be out there slandering and defaming him, just like they've done me, just like they've done other people. Right? Our, our, we're, we're, in a, we're, in a, we're in a critical place in our country's history right now. And by the way, it is the greatest time in the world to be alive. And I think that, he, that God has chosen everyone that is here today for such for a time as this, because it's necessary to have people that have courage understand that 
that courage that they have is contagious to other people. And that little by little, we, we start standing up like they're doing in Cuba or in London or in Spain or in other parts of the world. I, I actually can't believe that we're not there right now. I can't believe that we have people all over the world that are in less free environments that are standing up pissed off. And yet people in America are still driving around with $4 gas, inflation at nearly 7%, um, massive amounts of corruption in a judiciary that is torturing people that are in jail from January 6th, which, by the way, was put on by the FBI and inside government entities. I think it's I think it's a, I think it's atrocious. All right, Facebook's not going to be happy that you said that. Why? I warned you. Like, we're not allowed to say that anymore. What are you Facebook not allowed to say? Allow to say that. We're not allowed to say that the FBI caused the Capitol riot. I explained that. We're, all right, whatever. Um, Wait, we're so not allowed to. Good news. Say, well, I explained that to you. We're not allowed to take the evidence that's been yeah. that's been no, put we're not out there. To anymore. Wow. Not Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I got to issue a disclaimer now. Or <laughs> yeah, mean, this, just say, say scratch that. All right, scratch, scratch that. that. Super sorry, Zuckerberg. Super super sorry. We're we're very sorry, Zuckerberg. This is America, people. Listen, this is America we're talking about, and this is what we're dealing with. It's America. It's America. Super sorry. Super sorry. So um, April just said they arrested well, five family members yesterday, leaving a minor parent. They did. Go ahead. Put up my screen. Um, this is the, the flip side of the good news that they let one person out. They, they just brought five people in. An entire family from Texas. They arrested all five family members and they left behind the minor. The minor is the one in that picture who has the black square around his face. Um, so they all got arrested. He was left home alone or she. I don't I don't think they I don't know if they actually released the gender of the minor. But uh, yeah. The, the kid got left home alone. They all got arrested and taken away. So this is what uh, they're for all doing. the good news. Let's just think back to when the British came into our homes and decided that they would grab family members and throw them in jail and execute them and abuse them. There's no difference in what's happening right now with this evil regime than what has happened back before 1776. Yeah. It, it, there's no yeah, difference. Princess says, princess says, geez, how is there good news? Well, the good news was that they let one out. Unfortunately, the bad news is that they just arrested five. Um, so it's not it's not overall good. We just have to we have to report the good as we find it. Um, other good news. I don't know if you saw this, Joe. A a the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the longstanding gun law on the books for eighteen to twenty one forever. Yep. Yeah. Anyone the law says if you're under twenty one, you can't go to a gun store and buy a handgun. Now, some states allow you to buy a handgun through a private sale or to be gifted if you're under 21, but it's been federal law for a very long time, I, I believe back to the 60s, that you can't have a handgun if you, you can't buy a handgun from a gun store if you are under the age of 21, even if you're over 18. And I wanted to read a little bit of this ruling because I love these rulings, whether or not it survives the unbank, um, because it's obviously it's going to get appealed. Whether it survives, I don't know, but I love reading these rulings. Let's go ahead and go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Um, very, very well written. It says, those of good faith on both sides of the gun debate wish to protect lives and uphold individual rights. We appreciate the seriousness of gun violence in this country and applaud Congress's laudable desire to curb senseless virus violence. We also recognize that the Second Amendment embodies a fundamental pre-existing right that enables the people to preserve their own life, liberty, and property. Striking a balance between those interests is a difficult exercise that draws intense passions on both sides, and that is for a good reason. 
But while Congress or judges may have struck a different balance long after ratification, that role is foreclosed to us by the balance that the founders chose. We cannot now second guess or undermine their choice. History makes clear that 18 to 20 year olds were understood to fall under the Second Amendment's protection. Those over 18 were universally required to be part of the militia near the ratification, proving that they were considered part of, quote, the people end quote, who enjoyed Second Amendment rights. And most other constitutional rights apply to this age group. And Congress may not restrict the rights of an entire group of law-abiding adults because a minuscule portion of that group commits a disproportionate amount of gun violence. Congress's failure to connect handgun purchases from licensed dealers to gun violent, to youth gun violence only serves to highlight the law's unduly tenuous fit with the government's sus- sus- substantial interests. 18 and 20-year-olds have Second Amendment rights, and the challenge laws impermissibly burden those rights. As a result, we vacate the district court's grant of the motion to dismiss, reverse the denial of summary judgment, and remand for further proceedings. Vacated, reversed, and remanded. So in the first Fourth Circuit, I'm not sure if they stayed it pending appeal, but if they did not, Fourth Circuit, that area of the country, now have, you now buy a handgun if you're under 21. Joe, you you own a gun store. You're, you're intimately involved with this kind of process. What do you think about this ruling? I think it's great. And I think it just shows you that we do have some judges that understand common sense and understand the Constitution. But more and more, we're dealing with activist judges that are ruining the lives of Americans every day and making it impossible for them to seek justice. I think we have to start talking about what is happening in the judiciary. I, I think it's I think it's a great thing that a judge is actually standing up and understanding the Constitution for what it is and not being activist. But we have a problem. We, we have we have terrorists and, and tyrants among us that don't care about the Constitution. They've, they've made it very clear that everything that they want to do is to push the push our country to a place where it is a socialist communist environment. Despite all of the case that I'll call them case studies across the world that have shown that communism has killed more people than any other form of government in the history of the world. Right. Dating back. To- oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely true. And this, this is why I think go ahead, go to my screen. I mentioned it earlier. I didn't I didn't finish the thought, but the Biden administration has announced that any anyone who flees Haiti or Cuba and reaches the United States by raft will not be given the same catch and release uh, treatment as illegal aliens coming across the border. So this is the what old wet feet, dry you? feet, wet feet, dry feet policy. You? If the Cubans go to Mexico and then walk north and cross the border on land. Anyone who doesn't know, the United States has long had what's called a wet feet, dry feet policy. If you come to the with United Cuba. States illegally with with well, yeah, with Cuba, if you come to the United States illegally and you have dry feet when you are apprehended, then you're you have more rights than if you are caught with wet feet. The idea being if you literally just wash up in the boat, you're not completely deserving of rights until your feet dry off. And they can just send you right back. They can deport you immediately. So it just goes to show that not all illegal migrants, not all refugees, not all asylum seekers are created equal. And you have to think part of that has to do with the fact that Cubans, more than any other Hispanic voting bloc, tend to vote Republican, tend to support Republican causes, conservative causes. So if, if if you were nefarious and you were to try and game the system to use immigration to pump the voter rolls, which we know they want to do. They want to give amnesty, a pathway to citizenship and voting rights to illegal aliens, even illegal aliens with multiple criminal convictions on their record. When you know that they want to give you give them citizenship and voting rights, 
you have to ask yourself, why are they so adamant about not doing the same for Haitians or Cubans? Well, though those two groups tend to be uh, among the different Hispanic groups that that Max. vote Republican more than more than not. Max, did you all hear about this? Did you also hear about the fact that they're American <laughs> contractors, FBI involved yeah. in the FBI killing of the Haitian president? Yeah, FBI, FBI assets. DEA they assets. Killed, they killed a president of a country. And by the way, the only country, the only country, the only country on the Western Hemisphere, which, by the way, does not have vaccines. What does that tell you? Well, it's probably it's probably because they also don't have electricity. <laughs> if we're being honest, they have electricity. Haiti has electricity. It, 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 it's shoddy. It's shoddy. It's it's not. I don't know. It is the only country, which, by the way, is not facing massive pandemics. It's not. People are not dying at massive rates of of COVID, and they have refused to have anybody in their country get the vaccine. They also it's, it's, it's Haiti is the same place. Haiti is also the same place. That Hillary Clinton, that that Hillary Clinton had all of the the uh, uh, what would you call it uh, fraud exposed during the Clinton mm -hmm. Foundation, right? And they killed the president who was outspoken about the Clinton Foundation, who said that they would not take vaccines on their shores. And what was showing is that there was no need for a vaccine because they were actually administering things like H, uh, HCQ and hydroxychloroquine and uh, ivermectin. <laughs> you can't make this up, Max. You can't make it up. And these people want you to trust them. These people want to, to tell you that they're, they're on your side, that they're doing the right thing by you. Is that what it sounds like to you? I mean, you'd have to be, you'd have to be dumb and, and deaf to believe that anything that they're saying is for the greater good of the American people or anybody for that matter. Well, here's the other thing. Like, obviously, the, the fact that the Americans arrested among the group suspected of killing the Haitian president have ties to DEA, FBI, other government agencies, it wouldn't make sense for Joe Biden or his administration to get involved because Joe Biden is on the record as saying Haiti could sink into the sea or rise 300 feet into the air, and it still wouldn't be in America's interest to do anything about it. Uh, that's a real Joe Biden quote. It's a real Joe Biden quote that Jen Psaki, the circle back girl, White House press secretary, sorry, has not uh, disputed. She didn't even address it. Um, so that, that's the other thing. Like Joe Biden, very racist when it comes to Haiti, doesn't really care about Haiti. Strange. I mean, it might it might it might just be they may they might just be an asset. I don't know. I don't know. It, just, it doesn't add up for the Biden administration or, or anyone in the government to do that because their leader says that no matter what they do, they won't be in any way in the United States interest. So I spoke a little bit too soon. The Biden administration, yeah, they are blocking refugees from Cuba, fleeing communism from coming to the United States. But there is now also a push for the United States to open up a new class of refugees to people who are fleeing climate change. So we're not going to accept refugees fleeing communism. But we will accept anyone who comes to the border and set and says that they're here because it got a little bit too stuffy in their apartment down south, a little bit too hot, a little too hot, hot, hot. That's apparently going to be the new Biden policy. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Joe, do you think we should be accepting? Do you think we should be accepting climate refugees? 
No. No, I, th I think right now we've got to get our country under control. And I'm not saying that we can't bring refugees here. And that's not what I'm saying. I worked for six years for a, a organization that put people in places after refugees got here, put them in uh, homes, got them jobs, got them training. So I'm certainly for making sure that we have assimilation programs in our country. I think it's necessary. But I also think at the same time that we're in a crisis in our country of epic proportion. And we have a breakdown of the most basic needs. I, mean, I, I don't know if you know this, Max, but pork chops, getting pork products and, and beef products right now are on the same sort of decline as the chips that they put in cars. We are facing massive amount of exports and not enough imports, or actually, we're, we're actually relying on imports for some of our meat products while pushing out the U.S. Uh, uh, um, meat products overseas. We are doing everything backwards in order to screw up our economy. And so... I think that we have to kind of slow down, push our pause button on the dial and start looking at and undressing some of the issues that we have moving around cheese. I like to say it, move the cheese so you can see where the bodies are buried um, with some of the corruption that exists on the state, local uh, and national level. So, so no, I don't think we should be yeah. doing any of that. Like that. I think, and look, I, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, right? So I'm, 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 I mean, there are guys that are much smarter than me that, but I think that using the idea that someone went to Harvard or Yale or some of these other indoctrination schools as a, as a uh, moniker for uh, intelligence, I think is wrong, right? And I think what they've done is that they've, they basically said that you and I were stupid, don't actually know how to take care of ourselves while they pr create this propaganda to poison and take over uh, our society and, and to uh, kill our children. It's pretty crazy. Well, so, so I, I got to tell a story. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. Tell, tell a story. Well, this is a really sad story. It's a super, super sad story. And for those of you in Colorado that are listening, um, I'm going to I'm going to kind of give you a. I'm going to I'm going to tell you something that that it crushed my soul um, that I heard this morning. So uh, and, and let me let me just start by saying that. Uh, Last time I heard from Kelly was on the 4th of July. She sent me over um, a song, but uh, Charles and Kelly uh, Bayon, B-A-Y-O-N, um, married 22 years, had two kids, Stephen and Scott. Um, last year, their son, Scott, 20 years old, and I just met her right after a uh, uh, FEC United meeting. Um, Scott took his own life at 20 years old, a lot having to do with what's happening in the pandemic and just not feeling like anything was there was no horizon. Um, so unfortunately, on uh, July 12th, um, Scott's mom, Charles' wife, went to the same place that uh, Scott took his life and she took her life, leaving Charles and their 17-year-old son behind. So I say this because if you wonder why I'm fighting, and you believe the uh, the radical left somewhere along the line that I'm, I'm fighting this battle because there's any benefit to me. I have to tell you, I don't care about clicks. I don't care about, you know, ad revenue. You know, all of those things are just ways that we actually support and grow so we can get the truth out. Right. But I'm an unpaid. I'm an, I'm an unpaid contributor. I'm a I'm a guy that just is putting everything on the line. And I put it on the line because of people like Kelly and people like Scott, just watching the sacrifice people are made, watching people's families burn to the ground, watching, you know, that the future forever be irrevocably changed and and leave us leave us in a place where 
we're just not, there's nothing to live for. So I'm fighting for that. I'm giving everything. And it's not, and don't, please don't feel sorry for me. I chose this. I, I got on this path. I chose this path. But it has nothing to do with anything about me. It has nothing to do with the legacy of Joe Oldman. It has nothing to do with, and by the way, I had Conservative Daily for 11 years before, and I had a pen name, Joe Otto. I, I, I wasn't looking for anybody to know who I was. I was just as happy giving of everything that I have to help the community. You know, I, I didn't want it. But then I also said to myself, if nobody else is going to stand up for what truth is, nobody else is going to do the right thing. I'm going to do the right thing. Because I don't know if there's any other choice, Max. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if we have a choice. I don't know if I ever had a choice. I don't know if God gave me another path and said, hey, by the way, you can go this way and just you know, build out your company and build your own environment. Just hush, hush. Don't say anything. Right? I don't think I could have lived with myself knowing that I was watching other people burn. I'm just not built that way. So I just, you know, the hearing from hearing from Charles this morning and he he sent me a, a, a text message this morning uh, to tell me what happened with uh, with his wife. And um, so if those of you that know him, he he lives in northern Colorado, an amazing family. But uh, I, I will tell you, no matter what happens and if Biden comes after me, puts me on a list, put me on a list. I don't care. All I do care about is that you see that I have the stamina. I'm going to continue to stand up, speak truth, and that you do the same thing. It's, it's, it's abhorrent to me that we're even dealing with these evil clowns. It's abhorrent to me that we, we haven't already pushed back and gotten to the place where we could have justice in our, our voting system. Not even just the voting system, just overall. This, this has been an ongoing problem in our education system and our judiciary for decades. They've been ruining people. Activist judges have been ruining people's lives for decades. It's not new. They've been corrupt since the beginning. So, anyway, that's my that's my story, Max, and it's really a sad well, it's story. Hard, it's, it's a very it's, sad story. It is, it is really sad. I, I never met them, but any anyone who has to deal with that, and we we unfortunately we predicted that would happen. We predicted that the pandemic would yeah. lead to more suicides. We predicted that the pandemic would lead the lockdowns. The lockdowns would lead to more overdoses. It just oh. got released that. 93,000 Americans uh, overdosed last year, which is a uh, which is a, a huge increase. Uh, is what happens when you lo- when you lock people up in their homes and, uh, and and they don't feel like there's really anything to live for. Um, really, really depressing. Really so depressing I wanna, stuff. And I want to I want to call this out because, uh, um, so I want to acknowledge someone who's pretty brave, right? And uh, because it's hard to talk about your own loss. But Deanna Brink on Facebook just said, I lost my only child four years ago. I understand that mother's grief. I just want you to know that, that there's there's another way. There's another way to, to channel that grief. And I have grief, massive grief for my brother dying, massive, murdered by a police officer, massive amount of grief. It doesn't go away. It doesn't, you know, and that was four years ago. It's four years ago in just a couple of weeks. I just want you to know that there's that the, the things that you do now matter. And so I just I want to say I'm sorry for your loss. But I also want you to know that, you know, God's got a plan for all of us. and We have to stay on that path. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 
it's heartbreaking news and and you know what it it reminds us that life is life is fleeting life is is precious life is it's it's worth protecting um so i mean if there's any if there's any segue to be had air medicare network is a sponsor and it it's not it's not really about people who commit suicide but it if you you hear stories like this, you realize how fleeting every moment is, how, how every moment could be your last. And you realize that you don't really know what's going to happen. And and that's one of the reasons that we've partnered with Air America Care Network. Air America Care Network will make sure that if you ever need to be airlifted to a hospital, you won't have to pay for it. Now, you, you sign up, you pay $85 for a year. It ends up being less if you're a senior citizen, less if you buy three or five years at a time. But it protects your family should you ever need to be airlifted. Um, so if you want to check them out, the link is in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And when you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back. So again, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. So yeah, I, no, I it's, it's, it's a heartbreaking story. I normally don't do this, but I would ask that uh, maybe maybe if the conservative daily uh, family, there's a lot of you, could just drop uh, Charles just to an instant message or something uh, and just tell him that you're sorry for his loss and that maybe uh, offer up a few prayers for him. Be good. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe, you, you, you have a a tight schedule, so you got to get out of here in a couple of minutes, but uh, if there's anything else you want to tell everyone before you you get going, uh, give you the floor. So I, uh, I'm up in Michigan, like I said, and, uh, you know, look, I, um, I've never been the one to stand out and ask for help and I'll continue to do it. I, th- I think I'm going to be on, uh, kind of the road show across the U S and hopefully I get a chance to be on some, well, I know that I'll be on a couple of primetime shows talking about what's happening in Colorado, specifically with the case with Eric Coomer and the activism by the judge and the, uh, corruption that we're dealing with. But, um, but now I'm asking for your help. Now I'm standing up saying, all right, well, the fight, the fight is at me. I've done what I said I would do and I'm continuing to fight and I'm continuing to stand up for truth. And so if you can, great. If you can, if you can take the, the link and you can share it, um, share it all over Facebook, share it all over everyone else. I mean, the story's pretty clear. Um, I decided to give up everything so that I could support the American people and, and the, uh, you know, stop them from stealing the voice of the American people. So, you know, I, I wish I wasn't here. I wish I didn't have to come to you and, and ask you for help. Um, but uh, I do thank you for your prayers. And I thank you for the things that you've done for me and my family um, and for the support of Conservative Daily as well. So God bless you. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to continue to fight. I don't actually know how to not fight, though. So there's that. <laughs> Well, yeah, we're going to keep fighting. And uh, unfortunately, it looks like we're going to have an opponent on the other side with the Biden administration with leftists. So I guess we're going to have something to fight back against. And they're going to square up with us. So let's get at it. Well, th- well thank you, Joe, yeah. for, uh, for making time. I know you have a busy, t- busy schedule up in Michigan. But, uh, but thank you for, for stopping by. And, and how can people contact 
Charles. People are asking them in the messaging. Um, in the, so in, I put uh, I put it section. on. Uh, uh, I put it. Uh, um, inside of the comments on DLive, and I put it inside of uh, the comments on uh, the website, and I just, I'm still suspended from uh, Facebook. So if you could take it from there, I'll send it to Josh so he can put it in, in uh, there as well. And I put his stuff in there, but just, you know, just, if you could just drop him a note, just drop him a note and just say, look, I'm, I'm really terribly sorry for your loss. Um, it, it's the it's the kind words of people that he doesn't even know that I think will be uh, comforting to him and their son Stephen. So, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, there's no words, right? There's no words. There, so, there are no there are no words at all, and that's, when, that's you, why it's it's. Uh, and Josh, you're I, there. People are asking for the donation link. Can you please put it in Facebook and pin it to the top? Oh, at the top. So people, yeah, let me double check and put it there. Yeah, so people are asking over and over again. I just got a bunch of instant messages. Um, but if you could uh, do that, I'd really appreciate it. And I'll drop it again on the on the other um, pages as well. Look, we're we're in a critical time, Max. I mean, it's it's, uh, but we're also in a really good time. I, I do believe that God's got a lot go a lot of stuff going on right now. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not a uh, it's not a small it's not a small undertaking that we're doing, but I think that where we are winning, I mean, there's a lot of good things that are happening. And I know that it's hard for me, it's hard for me to say that where I say, hey, we're winning, we're winning, we're winning. Um, and you feel like we're winning, but we are winning. We are absolutely winning, but we have to continue to be faithful. And we have to continue to pray. And we have to continue to do the things that are necessary in order to put ourselves in a better position. Um, as a country so that we can get to the bottom of all the election fraud. We can do all the things that that, uh, you know, that we need to do in order to, uh, you know, take back our country. And it, it is to take back. We've already released it. So now it's taking back our country. The, the Constitution's already been, you know, stepped on, squashed, thrown in the trash. They've already done everything they can to say, hey, your body is not your body anymore. They've already done everything they can to say your voice is not your voice. It's their voice. They they can only tell you what you can believe, and and the fact that they can get on TV and the mainstream media can support these these terroristic uh, communist socialists is is, is uh, abhorrent. And uh, you know, everyone says you got to move to a red state until the blue state blues come to you. They've already they've already deemed us an enemy, right? They've already said that they're doing the same thing they did in 1966 in communist China. They they this playbook has already been written. And the only way to stop it is the same way that we stopped it before, where we all stand up together. That's what you have to do. It's not it's not up for debate. We have to do those things. So, hey, God bless you all. And Mac, good job. Thanks for holding down the fort. I will be back tomorrow um, for a little bit. But um, we also have just a, how, a tremendous. How much? Month. How much is a little bit? Probably a half <laughs> hour to forty five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is a little bit. And, and download the podcast. I mean, I, look, I know it's tough to follow us on everywhere. We were supposed to be on Frank's speech on Friday. They're having a few glitches. We will be up there um, by the end of this week. Um, just so you know, that's be a place that we're going to go live every single day. It's on Frank's speech. Um, and, I, you know, we want to do everything we can to support Mike Lindell. So I want to tell you, do this, too. If you go to if you go to to uh, I feel like I'm just asking you for a lot today. And I, and I apologize for that. That's not what I want to do. 
I mean, you got Aircare Med, Med, Medcare Network. You got yeah. Mike Lindell's uh, uh, My Pillow. You got helping us with the legal fight, and I put up there and ask you to reach out and just offer some some words of peace to uh, Charles. Uh, you know, I know I ask a lot, and I and I don't. I just, I'm not asking you to to run out and do something you wouldn't normally do. Um, when it comes to supporting Mike, if you're going to go buy a pillow, I just ask that you buy the pillow from him, and then use the code Charlie David twenty one. That's CD twenty one. Uh, if you're going to support him, so I, that's it. That's all I got, Max. I'm I'm over my time. <laughs> Well, right. well, good luck with the rest of your itinerary, and uh, thanks for joining us. All right, thanks. God bless you all. So I was reading through the comment section, and uh, and yeah, I, I apologize for that ad read. We have ad reads that ha have to happen at certain times, and I didn't know Joe was going to tell that story, so it was a uncomfortable position where I have to read an ad um, after that story and struggling to try and find some segue, possible segue. Um, just unfortunate. So I'm sorry if that came out um, heartless or insensitive. It's just I have to read ads at certain times. And uh, that just happened to be the segue, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm reading people in the comment section, responding to that, talking about that. And one of the comments that, that stuck out to me, I, I, I already lost it. Can't scroll up on D Live anymore. I don't think. Well, someone said it feels like we're getting it. We're getting it from all sides. Seems like we are getting it from all sides. And when you think about that story of, of the son and the mother taking their life, you have to think about how. I, I can't even put myself in the mindset. I, I can't put myself in the mindset of of feeling like like that's the only way out. I know a lot of people feel that way, um, but I, I can't envision it. But. I, I can understand how you can get there. I can understand how you can get there. I, I can't put myself in the shoes and understand what it feels like, but I can understand how you get there. And when you see what's happened over the past year and a half, two years almost now at this point, there has been a deliberate attempt to get people there. Now, I'm not saying that, that leftists or Democrats or liberals want people to commit suicide. I don't, I don't believe they do. I, I think that for all of our political differences, I, I think that they probably find suicide just as as heartbreaking as 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 we do. I mean, it, it really is heartbreaking. But the policies that they the policies that they have enacted, you'd have to be an idiot not to know that that was going to be one of the consequences. We talked about how how locking everyone down, how sending them home, how refusing to let kids go to school was going to increase the suicide rate, and it did. And we were fact-checked. We were fact-checked for that. We presented the data. We said, this is what happens when you have unemployment rate for every 1% that the unemployment rate ticks up, this is how many suicides that tends to be correlated with. That's not a perfect number. It ends up giving you a range. But we said it. We said this was going to happen. And we got fact-checked. Legitimately, we got fact-checked. Said, no, that's not going to happen. You're lying. You're, you're, you're misinterpreting the numbers. As if... They would rather no one know what's causing the suicide uptick than give them an opportunity to stop it. We said it was probably going to lead to an increase in overdoses. I don't think we got fact-checked on that one. But at that point, our reach had already been limited because we got to that right after the first one. And, and yeah, it happened. 93,000 overdoses. It was, I think it was like a 40, a, either 20 or 40% increase over the previous 
year. We said this was going to happen. We, we <laughs> And I'm telling you what's going to happen now. We know what Joe Biden's game plan is. He's going to label you as a terrorist, you as a enemy of the Republic, of the Constitution. He has already said, if you doubt his legitimacy, you're worse than a Confederate slave owner. That you are a bigger threat to this experience with representative democracy than, than Confederates during the Civil War. Why? Because he said even the Confederates didn't get to step foot in the Capitol building, saying that you're worse than the Confederates. Not you literally, unless you happen to be there, but figuratively, because you happen to believe the same thing that people who stepped in the Capitol building believe. So yeah, uh, it's not all that dissimilar when you look at the feeling of helplessness, of, of what could drive someone to take their own life. It is not all that dissimilar than what could drive someone into believing that they have nothing left to do but to lash out. It's the same feeling. It's just a different impulse, lashing out at someone else or lashing out at yourself. It's the same. You feel like you have nothing to live for. And when, and when you see what they're doing, you, you see what the Democrats, what liberals, what, the, what they are doing, they're targeting you. They're saying you're an enemy of the state. They're, they want to cancel your, your, uh, your bank accounts, right? Putting you on a no-fly list. Like We've seen what they're doing. It's all designed to break you down, to break you down, to punish you. And what do they expect? What do they expect? How many times do you think the president of the United States can get up on stage and call his political opponents the enemy of the republic before the enemy of the republic starts acting like the enemy of the republic? That's not me advocating that. That's just me calling balls and strikes. We, we, we've, I've said this. We said this on the podcast throughout our history. I said this a while ago. Throughout our history, all of the quote-unquote insurrections, right? You look at Shays' Rebellion. You start going real deep into U.S. history when you're in high school. Start thinking about these Shays' Rebellion, the Whiskey Rebellion. These moments in America, early American history, um, the, the World War I vets who occupied the Capitol building demanding their bonuses. It was called the Bonus Army right? If you go through our history, every time people have been pushed into a corner and they feel like they have nothing left to lose, yeah, they lash out. They do stupid stuff. But you know what the level heads in charge understood? They said, you know what? How about we don't put them to death for it? Now, that's literally the conversation. You look at the Whiskey Rebellion, the Shays Rebellion. There were people who were sentenced to death. They took up arms against the United States. They quite literally shot and, and killed U.S. soldiers as part of a, a rebellion. The leaders were sentenced to hang. And what happened? You had George Washington come in and say, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. Every time something gets out of control, they'll pay, but we're not going to kill them. We're going to welcome them back into the Republic because we're stronger together than we are separated. So you go through Shays Rebellion, you go to the Whiskey Rebellion, you go to the Bonus Army. You know what they did to the Bonus Army? It, we, we played the footage. I don't want to play it again because we'll get hit, we'll get copy straight by the History Channel, but they literally drove them out of D.C. with tanks. I kid you not, these were World War I veterans that were protesting in the National Mall, demanding the money they were owed. Basically, they were supposed to be paid for their service. They were supposed to be paid a bonus, but Congress said, you know what? Economy is not so great right now. It's going to take a while for you to get that bonus. They said, no, we need that bonus to live. 
We fought, we bled, and we deserve to be paid. They occupied the National Mall, demanding their bonus. And they were driven off the mall with tanks. That's not, a, that's not an exaggeration. Military armored vehicles drove them off the mall. But even then, instead of prosecuting the people in charge, the level heads in government said, you know what? Their, their gripe is legitimate. You know what? Even though they shouldn't have occupied the Capitol building, you know what? We're not going to start executing World War I veterans. That would be bad. Not just for optics, it'd just be bad for the country as a whole. So there was generally an amnesty for those people were not prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Fast forward to today, and you are seeing the exact opposite. For all of his talk about wanting to restore the soul of our nation, whenever Joe Biden is given the opportunity, he does the exact opposite. And that's not to say that people who punch cops on January 6th don't deserve to face assault charges. They absolutely do. Right? If you are a conservative who punched a police officer, shame on you. I don't want I want nothing to do with you. In my heart of hearts, I think that probably they weren't conservatives, not allowed by Facebook's terms to extrapolate on that anymore. <clears throat> but you look at this. If Joe Biden wanted to restore the soul of the nation, he wouldn't be leaving people in jail and prison to be tortured without charge, have their human rights violated. For weeks on end, months on end. For what? 76-year-old arrested for entering the Capitol building on January 6th, and he used the bathroom. <gasps> oh my goodness. He went inside to use the restroom. <gasps> A woman walked inside. She's now arrested. Walked inside because the police officers held the door open for her. She's been charged with a crime of uh, being present in an, air, in an area without permission from lawful authority. The Capitol Hill police are lawful authority. When they open the door and they gesture inside, she walked in, walked around, said, ah, this isn't all that exciting, walked out. Bam, she's charged. The, the charges that they are piling on them, founders will be rolling around in their grave. And that's not to say that they would have supported the storming of that building. Because it was wrong, it's wrong to do. And I said it at the time, on, we were live at the time, I hope we never see this again. We'll never see this, and I truly hope we never see this again. Because I truly believe that we would have been able to enter in the evidence into the record. We had all of the co-sponsors needed to challenge all of the states. If that meant we only got two hours of on-the-record testimony, fine but at least we would have been able to enter what we had at the time into the record as an asterisk for this presidency. Instead, they stormed the building, Congress adjourned, and when they came back, oh, all the co-sponsors for the challenges are gone. <clears throat> so I say, don't make it easy for them. We know what their end game is. Don't make it easy for them. I need to take a sip of water. Losing my voice. I, I, I'm realizing I don't have COVID-19. The symptoms don't line up. <clears throat> I have RSV, pretty sure. That's respiratory syncytial virus. Usually something that comes around in the fall, but <clears throat> ah, it's been coming around in Texas all month. So my symptoms lined up. So that's what we got. It, it, some adults it can take two weeks to come out, come back from it, which is where I am now, still losing my voice at the end of the show. So I apologize for that. But I, I look at this. I, I look at what's going on. And, and you have to think 
none of this lines up with our history. We've always been a country that would prefer to come together than drive a wedge and drive us further apart. That speech from Joe Biden yesterday, it is the most divisive set of pros that have ever been delivered by an American president. You will not, if you go through the archives, you go through American history, you will never find a speech from the commander in chief that denigrates his fellow citizens as much as Joe Biden did yesterday. You won't find it. You will not find another moment in our history where the president of the United States declared that anyone who thought he was illegitimate is an enemy of the Constitution. You'll never find that. You'll never find a president give a speech like that and declare any of the American people to be among the domestic enemies that he swore an oath to protect the country against. You won't find it. And for good reason. Because up until now, we had decent men in the White House. Yeah, ooh, ooh, Max said it. Joanne's not decent. We had decent men. We had decent men in the White House. Now, Joe Biden didn't write that speech. Someone else wrote that speech. But he ultimately signed off on it. He agreed to read the words, and he read the words. Shame on him. Absolutely disgusting. How much of a, of a role did he play in it? I don't know. Some, some leaks coming out now from Delaware that Joe Biden literally got his keys taken away a, couple, a few months ago. He was driving a car, hit another car, got his keys taken away. And I'm not just like, oh, we're punishing him. No, it's he's reached the age where he can't just drive. Yeah, we, we've reached that point. <laughs> so maybe he's not in control. Most people don't think he's in control. I don't think he's actually the one calling the shots. But when it came to that moment, he said the words. He understood the gravity. He understood that history would, would remember that moment. And he chose to divide instead of unite. Listen, for all, for all of Donald Trump's faults, for all of his flaws, he went to office genuinely looking to bring the country together. He, he went to office genuinely trying to make life better for all Americans, not just some, all Americans. He truly believed the rising tide lifts all boats, which is why every chance he got, he made sure everyone understood the African-American unemployment was sky high. Asian-American unemployment, female, sorry, not employment, employment, female employment. We're all at record high levels. More Americans were working than ever before. He's proud of it. They branded him a racist for it. I mean, it's, it's, what, it's what you get. It's what you get. But with Joe Biden, you, you, maybe it's the age. Maybe it is the dementia. Maybe he's unable to keep that voice in his head quiet. And he says the things that Democrats have always thought, but knew better than to say. Maybe that's what's at play here. I don't know what it is. But this country, this republic, this experiment with self-government that is not guaranteed to su succeed, by the way. Lots of people like to think that the United States, founded on these most basic principles of all men being created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. People like to think that that basic fundamental concept guarantees Americans success, guarantees that this experiment with representative governance will continue. There is no guarantee here. Just because we have existed does not mean we will continue to exist. And that is not a call for the dissolution of the United States. Though I do think the more speeches Joe Biden gives calling us the enemy of the republic, the closer we would get to such an outcome. No, I say this because there's a lot of times where you think, oh, the United States 
is, has been, and always will be. When you look at history, we are but a, if you look at all of human history as an ocean, all of world history as a gigantic ocean, we are but a single raindrop, if that. The American experiment is not, there's no guarantees here. We can fail under our own weight. We can fail from external influences, all different ways we can fail. Lots of people think that the sacrifice other people made have bought us time. That they've sacrificed and therefore we will exist for X amount of time. They, they might not add a number to that, but they believe that the sacrifice has already been made and therefore they can sit back, eat their Doritos on the couch and watch Price is Right or whatever they watch. And sorry, if that's your show, that's no offense to you. Just an example. Lots of people think they can sit out, that they can be slacktivists. What's a slacktivist? A slacktivist is someone who is an activist, but when it comes to actually doing something, they just push the buttons. They, ch they chat and I'm not, this isn't, I'm not attacking you, right? I'm just, this is a warning, right? The price of your liberty is eternal vigilance. Who said that? That was Benjamin Franklin. The price, the cost of your liberty is eternal vigilance. You are obligated to fighting. This is not a choice. You don't get to sit back and rest on the laurels of braver men who came before. You are obligated to fight. And that's not a call to violence. Stop it, FBI. Get out of here. <laughs> that's not a call to violence. It is a call to patriotism. That, that word that the left's, oh, that's evil, evil, evil. No, you love your country. You love your, your constitution. You love your republic. You love your community. Then fight for it, damn it. We have a president of the United, of the United States calling you an enemy of the state. An enemy of the republic. He, when he put his hand in that Bible and he swore to protect the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, he said that you are who the founders had in mind. That you are the enemy that needs to be vanquished. Not some far-off terrorist group. Not some Chinese influence. You are the greatest threat. White extremism is the greatest threat. Conservative extremism is the greatest threat. They've been telling us this for months. You are the enemy. Start acting like you are the enemy. Start acting like you are the frog in the pot of boiling water. Don't wait for it to get to that you can't jump out. Jump out. Fight. And that's not a literal call to violence. Just, just give a You gotta give a shit. This country's too important. It's too important to let this idiot in the White House drive us apart because he wants to create an election that guarantees Democrats can rig it. That's what yesterday was all about. He realizes the jig is up. He realizes that when Arizona, Georgia, and Pennsylvania, if they come through the way we expect them to, he will be the first president ever to be declared illegitimate. He will be a lame duck for the rest of his term. And yet he might still get some stuff done. That's how idiotic the Republicans are. The Republicans. Remember, in Georgia, that was a Republican audit that certified fraudulent votes. That was a Republican audit. So here we need Republicans, Democrats. We need patriots. We need people who give a shit. We're, we're the frog. We're in the pot. Eternal vigilance. That is the cost of your liberty. If you're not willing to stand up and do the bare minimum to make sure that this experiment lives on, that the flag advances. I don't know. I, I'm not saying any of you are. But you got to look inward. You got to look inward and ask yourself, are you in this? Are you going to sit back and just go about your day and say, oh, yeah, the president called me an enemy of the state again. 
Oh, what's for dinner, honey? Oh, we're having pork chops. You can't let this just become natural. You can't let this just become another soundbite on the news. Well, today, Joe Biden gave a speech declaring half of the United States was the enemy of the Constitution. What will Joe Biden do next? Stay tuned for the second hour. No, you can't let it just become so natural, so 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 obvious. Look at what they've done. They've taken a few idiots, getting into a brawl with cops, and they've transformed J6 into worse than the Civil War. <laughs> worse then the War of 1812, though in the War of 1812, the British did burn down the White House. They don't like to talk about that. They say this is the worst threat of our democracy ever, when literally there's a moment in our history where a foreign power burned the White House to the ground. They're not students of history. They're not. They, they know enough just to be dangerous. Now, you got to... And I, I apologize. I hope producer Josh is recording the time for all these. But there's no word. There's no phrase that I can substitute for it. It's gas. G-A-S. You gotta. You gotta fight like this is a, a fight you can lose. There's so often we look at this and we're like, you know what? Yeah, we just gotta get four years. We gotta get four years. Just gotta get through another three years and we'll be good. Three and a half years will be good. You can't think like that. We have a president saying we're all the enemy of the republic. You can't just sit here and say, oh, well, Oh, we'll just have to sit back and wait for another three years. Oh, midterms next year. We're, we're, we'll do it. Don't worry. Don't Midterms, we'll, we'll get it back then. You can't, you can't do it. Every day, eternal vigilance. That is the price of your freedom and your liberty. It's not saying to the, the soldier you see, thank you for your service. That's nice, but that's not how you repay them for their service. You repay them for standing up. You pay them by standing up. I'm sorry if it feels like I'm lecturing you. I'm yelling at you. Most of the people watching this, you don't fall under this. I get that. I get that. I'm just, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. I am physically exhausted. I am physically exhausted of every day having to report to you that the man in the Oval Office wants to, to destroy us. That he has an enemies list that he's going to release with the goal of being putting everyone out of business. If you're a conservative and you have a platform, it's going to reveal you to be the radical you are. The goal being putting you out of business. Now, we might not get drone striked, but we might have our bank accounts frozen. We might have our car insurance canceled. There's lots of ways they can ruin people's lives. I'm tired of every day reporting the same old, same old, that this man is tearing apart the very country that we love. And that if you dare stand up, and, and say, well, that doesn't make sense. It's, oh, well, <laughs> get a little too loud there. Had a little bit too much freedom, didn't you? I'm just tired. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. That's why we only had one cut today. That's why we had one cut. We had one cut today because I physically cannot watch that man tear apart this country anymore. I can't. And, and none of this is a call to violence. None of it is. If you've watched the podcast long-term, you know, among me and Joe, I am the loudest voice saying, whoa, let's temper down the flames. None of this is a call to violence. But if I'm exhausted, if I'm physically exhausted, physically burnt out, there are people who are feeling the same exact thing and don't have that tempering influence. They don't have that little voice in the back of their head saying, wait, whoa, calm down, calm down. And that's why I'm so terrified. Because they're doing this to get that reaction. They want someone to snap. They want someone to snap. That's why the left was so giddy 
when they heard that story about the militia group that stopped the highway in Massachusetts. They're like, oh, wow, this is going to be it. This is it. Show how radical they are. Turns out it was a black militia group um, that believes they're technically part of Morocco. So that just kind of disappeared. But they're waiting. They're waiting. And so we're left in the weird, strange, awkward position of having to report the news, to tell you what's going on, to drive you to take action, but to do so in a way that doesn't cross any lines, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't destroy us, that doesn't violate Facebook's terms of service. And yeah, that, that comment that I saw 20 minutes ago in DLive, we're getting it from all sides. That's what it feels like. It feels exhausting. Physically exhausted. But you got to give a shit. Why, why, why do we keep doing this? Because it's worth it. Anything that's worth doing is hard. Few things worth doing are easy. Got to keep fighting. So if, if you can share, if you can donate, if you can fax blast, join our email list. All the links in the description. You just... We have to keep chugging along. I just hope, I just hope that this is worth it. I, I hope I'm reaching people. I hope we're reaching people. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, please do download all the audio, ver audio versions available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. Um, that's how we pay the bills, part of the way we pay the bills. So they care about audio downloads. So if you can, please do subscribe to the audio version of the podcast. Um, we go live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Facebook, DLive, Twitch, and conservative-daily.com. So make sure you check us out there. Check us out in all four places. Soon we'll be on Frank's speech. I'm not sure when they, that's that's up to the guys over at Frank's speech. But when we when we are able to, we will be live there and you'll be able to find us there. Um, I wish we could have everyone in one comment section because probably would make for a better conversation. But we're going to go wherever people want to watch us. And Frank's speech is one of those places. So yeah, just check out all the links in the description. If you haven't already, sign up for the email newsletter. Um, text the word freedom to 89517. You will get added to our text alert system. You'll get a text message right before we go to air, about 10 minutes before we go to air. So you can use that link to find us, not waiting for Facebook to uh, to give you that alert. <clears throat> and yes, we do also have a donate link in the description if you want to donate directly outside of the Fax Blast system. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. People saying I should have a beer can't took too much cough medicine, that wouldn't be very fun. <laughs> That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Joe had to bounce early. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.